listening to the Fantasy Whisper Podcast with your hosts, Johnny, Game Time Hicks, and Big Travi. Wow, hello and welcome to the Fantasy Whispers Podcast. That's Big Travi, and I'm Johnny Game Time Hicks, and we're here to give you that fantasy football fix. Travis, we are on episode me. 27. This is no, we're not. We are on episode <laughs> 26. Got ahead of yourself. I know, man. But these shows are just flying by. We are in week four already. We're about to have uh, a big change happen in the NFL in that we are going to start getting a lot more data that we can pretty much bank on, right? Like a quarter of the season will have flashed by and we'll know a lot about these teams. It's not just up and down. Yeah, you know, this is the ebbs and flows of a season, right? You begin in, you come in with the preseason and you get all this speculation. And now what we're seeing is cold, hard targets and rushes and and attempts from these offenses. And so now we can really see what these coaches are doing, how it's affecting the NFL and, and what we can expect out of certain offenses. So as t- to Johnny's points, point here, we are seeing the analytics come to life on the field and so we're pretty excited to bring you some more accurate rankings, some more accurate projections. And, uh, you know, at the end of the day, it's still the NFL and you're still going to have right. the Bills come into Minnesota and upset them. But it's it's just amazing to see how the season unfolds. And I'm excited to see how even more storylines come together. That's right. Well, tonight we are going over the beginning, the first half of games in a NFL preview and we're going to dive deeply into each matchup. We'll give you what our opinions are on each player. But first, Travis, do you have anything interesting happen in your life lately? Um, we got to get down to personal. People have to get to know us, you know? You want to know what happened interesting to me, Johnny? Yes. Today? Yes. I drive in L.A. all the time, right? So I commute all over in L.A. Oh, that nice I actually, traffic. Yeah, I actually had a commute today where I didn't once get road rage. I was proud of myself. Wow. So, Congratulations. Yeah, yep. Big ups to Big Travi because I, uh, I kept my cool out there. It helped not having as much traffic tonight. So that was a bit of an aberration, but... Uh, that's that's about the most interesting thing in my life. So, <laughs> besides fantasy football, of course, man. Yep, been making some trades. I guess that's pretty interesting. We'll get into trades certainly into this show. All right, Travis, let's get into a little news and notes. Sounds good, brother. News and notes from around the NFL. That's right, Johnny. Our news and notes are brought to you by Fanatic. That's F-A-N-A-T-I-Q. That's where fantasy meets IQ. We've told you guys about this app. If you have the Apple iOS app store on any of your devices, go ahead and download Fanatic. And basically, these guys break it down for you. They've got all sorts of different news feeds in there for all your players. They've got each player's last three game stats including their targets, their receptions, their rushes, their pass attempts, their completion percentage, all the goods, all the morsels that you need to dominate your league. You can win the week, win the next, and win your league if you use Fnatic, and we suggest them highly. The best thing about them, Johnny, is they're constantly updating this bad boy each and every day. And so it's just been great to have them as a partner of ours. They've been able – we've retweeted some of the stats they post out there. And if you guys want our rankings, quick quick glance at our rankings with those stats. Our rankings are right in their app. So you just go under players, and we've got our both our PPR and our standard rankings there for it. So once again, that's Fanatic, F-A-N-A-T-I-Q, in the Apple iOS app store. All right, Travis, a little bit of news here. We got wide receiver Richard Matthews told A to Z Sports that he asked the Titans for his release, and he is planning on moving on. Big news or, I mean, he really hasn't done anything for the better part of like a year and a half. So it's not really, I don't know that the Titans have really done anything at all this year. And so good point. Him moving on is probably a really good career choice because I've talked about this a couple shows ago. The Titans have seemed to have lost that hype 
that excitement that we had for them uh, coming into this year. And part of that's due to Mariota's health and part of it's due to their offense just does not seem to be flowing the way it needs to. Now they're coming off a big win against Jacksonville and they beat uh, Houston as well. So they have some, you know, decent wins. They've been winning football games, but as far as putting up fantasy relevant numbers, uh, they're not a big time player as far as offenses. Yeah. I, I agree with that. Uh, so Chris Carson was limited at Wednesday's practice. This is definitely something to monitor moving forward. Uh, my concern gets a little bit greater if he doesn't practice on Thursday. Um, if he doesn't go, how confident are you in starting Penny against the Arizona uh, well, they Cardinals? Just, they just gave Carson. The Cardinals is actually a decent matchup uh, on the ground. Uh, they've given up some good yardage. They've given up top, uh, you know, top 10 running back or almost top top 15 running back performances to all three running backs they, they faced, including in week one, they gave up two top five uh, finishes for AP and Chris Thompson. So Arizona is a decent matchup. Um, so I would feel good about Penny in that instance. I feel good about Carson if he goes. Uh, for yeah. me, Carson is a play in my player stay away article because of the matchup uh, I mentioned. And because he's coming off a league high 32 carries from yeah. last week, we'll get it. We'll talk about that a little bit later on in the show. That was really awesome. But so, uh, yeah, definitely monitor that injury and see what happens. And we'll, of course, keep you updated through all the social media outlets for sure. All right. Doug Baldwin returned to limited practice on Wednesday. There is a slight chance he plays in this game. But Travis, I don't even think that if he plays in this game, you'd want to start him considering most of the time he'd probably be lined up against Patrick Peterson. So I'm not, I'm not really digging this. I would, plus I want, I want to see what he does first too. Yeah. It's like he got on the field because of a different knee injury and immediately injured the other knee. Now he should be good to go, but how healthy is the other knee? So uh, for me, this guy is just, you have to wait and see. There are plenty of wide receivers very deep this year. There are plenty of flex and streamer options that you could go to and probably have a better shot of a productive day than Doug Baldwin coming right back from injury. All right. You have the Rams cornerback Marcus Peters and Vikings running back Dalvin Cook are both listed as questionable for the Thursday night game. Are you well? We'll just start with the Dalvin Cook. We'll we'll move to the Dalvin Cook side of things, and that's if he doesn't go. You know, Latavius Murray was really really high on everyone. Uh, you know, everyone's personal rankings last week, and he to 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 be honest with you, he just <laughs> the bed. You know, so um, <laughs> what what would you, would you roll him out there in this matchup against the Rams? Who yeah, they might be missing their top two corners. However, that D line is still has Sue and uh, your boy um, Darnold on it. Donald, Aaron was, Donald. Yeah, Aaron Donald. no, for sure. Um, it's not the best matchup, but Dalvin Cook has looked good in limited action, and what he's really looked good doing is catching the football. And that's where I think that the Rams may be susceptible. Is their their linebackers are not as legit as some of the other areas on their squad. And so getting him lined up on a linebacker in space could be beneficial for uh, the Vikings to move the ball quickly and uh, attack that pass rush. So for me, it's just going to depend on your roster construction. We know how thin running back is. And so if you need to play someone with upside, I think Dalvin Cook's a good a good bet as any if he's suiting up to go. I would just temper expectations. He's more of a flex coming into this week with upside than he is his usual RB1, RB2 value. All right. We had Alshon Jeffrey upgraded to full practice today. Ultimately, this is really good news for, for Carson Wentz, who that wide receiver core is super beat up. Uh, so, Travis, what, when, when, what would you expect him to do when he comes back? Uh, are you are you going and trying to buy him currently or um yeah i think the, he's a guy but it might be a little hard to buy him off an owner that has been sitting on him this long so and you can't you you don't know with these rotator cuff they're one of the more yeah. serious injuries there are 
Um, so for me, like I like him, I like his talent. I like his role in this offense, especially if in, in an offense where all the other weapons are getting banged up, including in the running game. And so they could lean on Alshon and Ertz big time this year. Um, so I do like Alshon season long. I just want to see what he's like when he comes back. I'm not rolling him out right away this first week if he comes back. All right. And then you had wide receiver. John, this is kind of sad. Wide receiver John Brown caught passes without a helmet or pads on while team worked on special teams. Then Brown left the field and didn't return when individual drills began. You were kind of seeing a breakout seat. Well, he broke out before, but then he had a major down, and you're kind of seeing another breakout. This is really sad news. It's not really known if it's related to the sickle cell, which he was diagnosed with last year. But this is definitely concerning. It definitely upgrades uh, Crabtree in this offense for sure if, if John Brown can't go. and Yeah, and, and Willie Sneed's a stash because yeah. have, as you've seen so far this year, Crabtree's been the prototypical number one for the offense but hasn't produced the number one numbers. Mm -hmm. So maybe it's just about the fit of what the defenses are giving Joe Flacco. So I think Sneed is an interesting stash. But yes, to echo your point, John Brown was somebody that the steady drumbeat coming out of camp was he is having a great camp. He Joe Flacco loves this guy. I stashed him in a few leagues and he he paid dividends. He was he was a weekly flex starter. So mm -hmm. if he's able to battle back, maybe hopefully it's just an illness or something like a, a um, you know, a cold or something stupid like that. Hopefully it's not anything serious. Uh, and he can come back because he was doing good things, and you and you wish the best for that guy. Um, he's just he's solid all the way around as a wide receiver. He grades out really well. All right, probably the biggest news that came out today, and that is that Rex Burkhead of the New England Patriots was placed on the IR. This skyrockets Sony Michel's value and mm. James White value. But mm. moving forward, Travis, if you had to choose one, which one are you are you more excited about slash which one are you buying more into? Oh, it's Sony Michelle, hands down. Like White is great and he has a role and he does what he does, but his ceiling will always be flex value mm -hmm. for me. Whereas Sony Michelle has RB one value now with the injury to Rex Burkett. They spent the draft capital on this guy. He's very good at what he does. The only concern for him is he's, you know, he fumbles about every 52 carries or he did in college. And so will he stay on the field long enough? Um, if he can fix that and who better to help him fix that than an organization like the Patriots? Um, he, he's going to be a stud this year just based on the volume. So it's, yeah, I would go by on Sony Michelle if you can at this point. Uh, it's, it might be a little too late. Yeah, uh, it's probably given little, this news. It's probably too late, but. And then the last bit of news here that we'll touch on is that LaShawn McCoy is expected to go this weekend. Are you really, I mean, is there confidence in rolling him out? I mean, there wasn't confidence for me before the injury, yeah. let alone with the injury. Uh, I'm really surprised he didn't go last week. I really thought he would go. He, he seemed, he flew with the team and everything, but he just, I guess he needed one more week. Um, I think, you know, I picked up the Packers defense in a lot of leagues. Mm -hmm. um, I think that they're a good defense to play. I think it's at home. They're a 10-point favorite. I don't really want they, – they were graded as a good run defense. I know they just got just destroyed by Adrian Peterson. I think that is an anomaly. I think this defense is actually really good. A, a side note is that Muhammad Wilker, Wilkerson, who was actually playing as their third down lineman, uh, so he was an alternate, but he was a great, he's a great alternate to have, uh, is injured and gone for the year. So, yeah. uh, I, I am not a fan of, of shady until the bills offense can prove on multiple games that they're better than they've shown. Yeah. I know they did it against Minnesota, but they also got a lot of short fields in that game. So it's not like they were, you know, going down the length of the field. It was a lot of weird stuff based on the defense, giving them the ball. So I, uh, Shady is a wait and see for me. If you're still hick sticking on him, I was hoping most owners would have tried to sell him around week two, but yeah. All right, Travis, let's jump into the show. Why don't we? Let's do it. All right. So with the first game, we're going to go over the Thursday night game 
and that is the Minnesota Vikings against the looking like the best team in the entire NFL, the L.A. Rams. This is a 49-and-a-half-point over-under, and you have the L.A. Rams favored by seven points, a full touchdown, Travis. What are you expecting from Todd Gurley in facing probably one of his toughest matchups in the entire year going against that vaunted Minnesota Vikings defense, although they didn't look so vaunted last year or last week. Uh, yeah, I am interested to see how the Vikings bounce back here after that Buffalo loss. They just not only lost that game, they lost Emerson Griffin to um, a, like a mental episode he had the other night. So he's going to get checked out. I wish him the best. Hope he can over overcome some of his issues. But the defense, I, I really like to see how they're going to bounce back for this because they're going to have to suffer this loss to the Bills and then bounce right back and take on the best offense in the league. Am I worried about Gurley? No. The receiving, his his usage, he's going to get enough volume. He's almost guaranteed to be in scoring range. What I'm worried about on the Rams side of the ball is actually the wide receivers, Johnny. Like The wide receivers against a Viking secondary that's pretty tough, I actually see the Rams riding Gurley and checkdowns a lot of the way. So I could see maybe someone like Cup having a strong game because he is that underneath guy and the slot corners in uh, Minnesota aren't as great. But for me, uh, I'm not worried about much on the Rams side of the ball. Yeah. All right. It's so- just it's just about opportunity, right? Like they could get shut down on multiple plays or on multiple drives, but they're going to continue to get opportunities and, and, you give McVeigh enough opportunities, they're going to convert on some stuff. Right. Yeah, I, I agree with that. I mean, I don't expect a monster day. I, I'm not going to start golf in any type of league. I don't think he is, that's a good matchup. I honestly think that last week was more of a they overlooked the Buffalo Bills. I mean, they, they thought they had that game won even before they even played it. And then the Bills just came out and popped them in the mouth and they couldn't recover. I think that they'll be prepared for this game. I feel like that they've kind of been preparing for this game for the last two weeks. So I'm actually expect if I, I was thinking about making this my bet of the week, but I'm not going to. Uh, but I definitely, I, I'm fairly certain they're going to cover this spread. The Vikings will. And, you know, I like uh, when you're looking at the Vikings side of the ball, I really like Adam Thielen and Stefan Diggs in this in this game. Um, I'm I'm expecting Kirk Cousins to have a good bounce back game here. I'm not monstrous because they still have a good defense even without those two corners. Um, but it, he'll be fine for fantasy purposes. But Travis, the big big thing and the big shocker is that. We both expected Diggs to be a very solid wide receiver this year, and and he has been to this point. He has three touchdowns on the year. Very, very nice. He's caught some really nice catches. But the major surprise to me is Adam Thielen is still dominating this target market share. I mean, ridiculously dominating it, too. It is. He is a monster, and we, we have talked about it. Every week we've said, okay, well, Diggs, you know, and Diggs, I still think is the touchdown guy. Like yeah. he's going to oh, be your yeah. guy that pops off on weeks, but Diggs is steady getting you that yardage mm-hmm. and he gets some scores too. Um, so it's just, it's, it's crazy to see. Um, it's crazy to see that happen. Yeah. I will just say my thing about Kirk cousins and he'll be in my player stay away article as actually a stay away. Mm-hmm. And my reasoning is, the offensive line for Minnesota is giving me some concern. First of all, you look at when Dalvin Cook was in, he wasn't rushing very well uh, to start. And, and we saw the running game not get going. And they sacked Kirk Cousins last week four times. Mm-hmm. So for me, I'm looking at the the I'm looking at how the Rams defensive line is going to get up on this Thursday night. They know they have to step up to make up for those those all-star corners being out. So I'm really interested to see how this line fares against that defensive line i don't project it to be very good as seven point favorites yes i think cousins will probably have a decent day i don't think you can expect the monster day he had like against the packers i don't think you're going to get that against this rams defense even with the corners out just that that's my take on it though all right and then uh you got randolph or randolph rudolph you're gonna start him chances are you don't have a better uh tight end and 
You know, he's as good. And the as Rams any... have been kind of uh, that's kind yeah. of way the way their defense is funneled. If you can't necessarily run on them all the time, and you used to not be able to pass on them, you'd have to hit the middle of the field. Uh, we'll see if that stays true based on the corners being out. Uh, this is the team to attack him, but I really like Rudolph. If there are in the games where they've been coming back in, he's been a big part of that offense, mm -hmm. including last week, including the game against the Packers where they had to come back late and tie it. If this is a game that projects the way Vegas thinks it's going to go, they'll be coming back in this game, and I think Rudolph will have success in that route. All right, we're going to move on to the next game, and that's the – Houston Texans at the Indianapolis Colts. This is a 47-point over-under in Vegas. And Vegas Fendi, uh, and the favorite is Indianapolis by a point and a half. Travis, Lamar Miller has kind of struggled a little bit in the beginning of this year. We kind of expected a little bit of, of that with you know Deshaun, uh, Deshaun Watson coming back from his injury and this offensive line being pretty terrible. But... Do you see it getting any better or, you know, he's he's kind of the only guy there. Yeah. And that's the thing is they tried to give it to Alfred Blue after Lamar fumbled last week. And that didn't, didn't work do, out for him. He didn't do anything. So until Donta Foreman comes back and can really challenge with like a talented running back coming back and challenging Lamar Miller, which I'm not so sure he can make the full comeback this year until really late in the year, even if he comes back from the pup list. Um. I think Lamar Miller's in a lot of spots to get right. And this is a, as good as any uh, against the Colts. Uh, one of the middle of the tier over unders, but they're not, you know, dogs in this game. So they expect to be in it for a lot of the game. I know he's never been above running back 23 this year yet, but this is actually a prime spot for him to get better. And the thing is, is like we said, he's the only guy there. He's getting worked in the passing game. In fact, he scored a uh, receiving touchdown last week. So he uh, in this offense, he's the only guy, and this offense projects to get better each week, and it has. Um, so I think eventually he is going to produce just based on volume. All right, and then you're rolling out. At this point, I think that both of these wide receivers are just automatic start. Like Will Fuller has proven that if he's healthy, you're putting him out there. You're putting him in your lineup. This guy has been a monster, especially if teams continue to double-team yeah. nuke on the other side i i'm i really hope nuke gets in the end zone in this one i uh, need him to for my own <laughs> personal fantasy sake um but I, you're gonna roll them out there as well all right Travis. Yeah, and the same same with watson like he's yeah. been a bit of a roller coaster and had to come back in games and get those points but he's gotten 40 or more rushing yards in every single game and so that provides a really nice floor that was the reason i i told people coming into this year why I wasn't, I was, I was fine with his regression because he was going to rush more this year than he had, and that is the case. We see the line been bad. Uh, Lamar Miller hasn't gotten going as well, so you, you know Watson has relied on his legs a little bit more. On uh, the other side of the ball, Johnny, are you concerned with the Colts? I mean, a lot has been made this week of Luck's arm strength and where he's at because they brought in Jacoby Brissett on a Hail Mary try at the end of the last game. Mm -hmm. And so, of course, the media took fire on this. What is your concern level with that offense and the Colts? I mean, minimal at this point. If they're going to throw a long Hail Mary pass, why would you risk? I mean, you're, you have your quarterback trying to scramble around and just launch a ball. There's that, no that, risk that, in getting in, you know, getting him exactly. injured. There, that was no... my that was my sentiment on it. It's like if he, they would have had him roll out there and he act still same shoulder. Yeah, the media would have roasted right. Frank Reich. Yep. So, um, so I, and and we know Jacoby Brissett. Like that was the thing about him coming into the league is he was known right. to have a big arm. So I don't have any issue with that. I, I'm not reading too much into it. Um, but what I will say is Naheem Hines, I mean, if you listen to us in the beginning of this, this the creation of this show, we've been preaching Naheem Hines for a while. He, The reason he's going to be effective is because Andrew Luck will dink and dunk quite a bit because they don't have – they have T.Y. Hilton, but Grant is an okay receiver. They don't have any offensive weapons that – super super scary other than ty hilton so uh 
Well, you Ebron know. would scare me if he could catch his targets. Yeah. I mean, that's yeah. what I was going to, I wanted to talk about. So, yeah, we talk about the backs in Indy. Naheem Hines is a deep stash. If you need to play one because you're, you know, you're in a lot of trouble, yes. Look at Naheem Hines, at least for a stash with a couple Especially more injuries. P- he's more safe in PPR. Yeah, exactly. Right. Uh, so, none of the running backs really get, get me going. And then it's TY. And then it's Ebron versus Doyle because Doyle doesn't get me excited if he's the guy. But if Ebron can be the guy, yeah, this is a big physical specimen. Uh, this is a guy that can be a touchdown monster if he can catch the football. He played 88 snaps last week and he got 11 targets. He didn't catch very many. Didn't didn't have a big game. Is that more real or the timeshare with Doyle more real? Like if he doesn't start catching these targets, they're going to go back to Doyle if Doyle's in there, and right. they're going to be working them both. Right. But I feel Do- like I mean- there's a shot for Ebron to take over here. Is there not? Oh, I definitely think. I mean, that was he's known for his athleticism, right? Like he's just a physical freak. And so they want him to be the guy. I feel like they do want him to be the guy just because he can be dominant. He's shown that. But at the same time, like you said, if he can't catch balls, that's your job. That's why you're in the NFL. Because he's not the greatest. Job. He's not the greatest blocker. So yeah, they'll insert Jack Doyle, who has nice hand, like he can catch really well. And so I'm, I am nervous. I am watching this closely, obviously, uh, because we study the game t- tape and everything like that. And we want to advise you guys, Whisper Nation, on the best outcome to to expect. But I am a little bit. I'm more concerned about this and and Ebron becoming the number one tight end for this team than I am Andrew Luck and and the Hail Mary throw at the end of the game. <laughs> Fair enough. Moving yeah. on to another Hail Mary throwing quarterback, <laughs> and that's Aaron Rodgers, the Green Bay Packers. They host the Bills. Except for he's really good at it. <laughs> yeah, they don't have any problem wheeling him out there throwing it. Uh, so the Bills or the Packers host the Bills in Lambeau with a 45-point over under. Green Bay favored by 10. My question for you, Johnny, is can the Bills shock the world again here and get an upset in Lambeau? I don't think so. Not this week because of what they did last week to the Vikings, right? right? So I think that that kind of that kind of honestly, well, two two sides of this, right? It kind of saved the the Packers, and and they're like, okay, we got to be serious. But at the same time, like the Packers have only won a game. Like they're already yeah. they're already on like. Not panic mode. Yeah, whenever, D, you have, whenever you have whenever you have Rodgers, you're not in panic mode. But yeah, I think I think the Packers are going to roll in here. They're going to take care of business, and they're going to get this ship corrected. Yeah, I would agree, and that's what you know steers me away once again from anybody on the Bills. Uh, even Shady McCoy, who just saw Adrian Peterson get 120 yards and two touchdowns on the Packers. Uh, for me, Shady is you can't roll him out there until you see him and Allen do things together uh, that are effective, especially with that injury. Right. On the flip side of the ball, I think all three wide receivers from Green Bay, including Allison, are a go. So Randall Cobb, Devontae Adams, and, and Geronimo Allison can all be started in a game that's a 45-point over and under with Green Bay favored by 10. Also think Jimmy is a good play here. If you look at Jimmy... Uh, Buffalo has allowed 213 total yards this year and touched and a touchdown to opposing tight ends. So they are really getting gashed by opposing tight ends. And then also you look at slot receivers. So this is why I'm interested in, in Cobb or even Allison here. The bills have given up 24 catches, 186 yards and three touchdowns to the slot. So start your wide receivers, start Jimmy Graham, I'm almost hesitant to start the running backs, Johnny, though. Talk to me through this backfield and give me your take, not only for this game, if you're starting any, but maybe season long here. Well, before I jump into that, Travis, I, I want to I got to ask you about a, a, a little Stuart Scott stat here. And that <laughs> okay. is well, how, how do you feel about the, the stat that the Bills, the Buffalo Bills, since. Vontae Davis has retired at halftime. They have outscored their opponents 41 to 9. Do you think that's just fluky or are you reading into it? Uh, who are the quarterbacks they've played? Captain so, Kirk. Captain Kirk, Kirk Cousins, and Philip yeah. Rivers. Okay. 
So it's, that's not bad. It's something it's not Aaron Rodgers though. So I, I, I'm I mean, okay. I, I agree. I agree with you though. <laughs> I'm starting. I'm rolling out all wide receivers. But Travis, when it comes to the running backs, I can't say that I'm particularly excited or confident in rolling out any of them. I will say that the guy that I am most intrigued by moving forward, and and I think that I am trying to get shares of him in leagues, is Aaron Jones. and Just because I think that he has the most upside because he can kind of do it all. Yeah. Whereas... You know, he's and he's and he's a guy who had just as many big runs as Alvin Kamara last year. Right. So we think about the 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 year that Alvin Kamara had, and Aaron Jones was just as good as a runner or explosive, I should say, not just as good, but just as explosive as a runner. And so for me, once once the Packers start seeing, and they saw it last week, I mean, he had the most carries by the end of the game. When the game was getting away, mm-hmm. they decided, you know, let's just go ahead and see what he can do, and he looked good. Yeah. Um, so I think as this goes on, yes, stash Aaron Jones if you can buy him off someone if they're tired of waiting. Hopefully, you know this is this is the ideal scenario, Johnny. Uh-huh. Is that Aaron Jones has a bad game? Yeah. And in this game, and you buy you buy yeah. him off that Aaron Jones owner, and then you get him, and then he he's gonna have a he's gonna have better games. Like, well, and I think the other part right now that I want to state is that with. Jonathan Williams, he or uh, Jamal, J- Jamal Jamal Williams, Williams excuse yeah. me, with Jamal Williams, he has solidified a role right now because Aaron Rodgers is injured. He is Correct. the best pass blocker, and they need as much that protection. That is to say that Aaron Jones can't be Correct. Like, can't turn the corner in right. that regard. And, I, and, and if I you listen, I, I'm just if saying you for listen now, to Aaron Rodgers, and he said it last year. He said he loves the huddle when Aaron Jones is in it. And he said to the broadcasters on Fox in their production meeting that he's super excited that Aaron Jones is back because he loves what he can do on the field. So if you actually listen to Aaron Rodgers, he's more excited about the playmaking ability of Aaron Jones because he knows what it means for the offense. Of course, McCarthy himself is like, no, we need to protect the franchise. Right. I can't win a game without you. So yeah, I mean, I, I need that's a fair up. thing. You know, a, a two hundred yeah. million dollar investment. That's yeah, no that's, joke. Yeah. All right. Speaking of another multi hundred dollar million investment, <laughs> the Chicago Bears have invested yeah. in Khalil Mack, and Monster. it's paying pretty big dividends. They will be hosting Fitz Magic and the Buccaneers this week because it looks like Fitz Magic's going to start this game, and uh, all all signs are pointing to that. Which is good on the Tampa Bay Bucks because right. he's like, earned it. This he is doing this for them. Even in a game last week where he didn't do too well, he came out and showed up in the in the second half and and got them back in the game a bit. Um, and he's making all these weapons that we thought were good last year look really even better. Yeah. And so yeah, uh, Buccaneers at the Bears is a forty six and a half point over. Chicago is favored by three points, so basically a pick them at home. That's how it works. So Mike Evans is having an elite. We talked about this yeah. because of Fitz Magic. Mike Evans is having elite style numbers this year. Mm-hmm. Godwin looking good, touchdown in every game. Deshaun Jackson looks good. OJ Howard is tight end three. Yeah. Johnny, like this offense is running right now, but this is probably their biggest test yet. I know they played Philly, but Philly didn't really have the weapons to right. keep up with them. Uh, what do you what do you think about that the offense here? Are you are you shutting down any of these Buccaneers against this Chicago matchup? Honestly, no. I'm rolling in the flames with. I mean, we saw the rock bottom that Fitzmagic had, and yet he still was able to come back and almost win that game. I right. think that because they go with so many vertical routes. Any play can be a 50-yard bomb for a touchdown, and I want a piece of that. I think yeah. I think even Chris Godwin and some and you know maybe 14 or 16 team. I it depends on what you have in a 12-team league, but I would and I might be willing to start him as a flex option there. He's he's seeming like he's getting all the underneath routes uh, from. Oh, Godwin, Mad- yeah, Godwin's startable way over Jack De- Deshaun Jackson for me. 
Like I, God, God, Godwin's the number two in this offense. Jimmy. Oh, I like, yeah, I believe that. Like, it's that's just, it's that's just, it. I mean, it's a, here's. I know, I know that OJ Howard's um, usage has gone up, and I, I'm actually uh, he's in the player stay away article on the fantasywhispers.com. Mm-hmm. So if you check that article out, you see I'm high on OJ Howard, and how can you not be? He's produced, right? But like Godwin has scored in each and every game. I right. know it feels like you're chasing points. The guy's been the number two in market share, target market share for this team. And you just said it yourself, Johnny, they're throwing all the time. I think until Fitzmagic doesn't start, you have to roll with Godwin and Evans, man. You got to yeah. keep no, riding I, that out. I definitely think so. I'm just saying for confidence Wide receiver level, is deep. Yeah. It, and wide just, receiver yeah. is deep. Yeah. So to your point, that's that's yeah. for sure. But what, what, not, what is... But what yeah, I want to, what I want to really, what I'm really interested in, to be honest with you, is when are they going to activate Ronald Jones? Right? <laughs> it's, it, it would be one thing if Peyton Barber was lighting it up as well, but he's right. really not doing anything. He had no, one he's... good run in the Steelers game, but other than that, he was pretty horrendous. And so you have to think at some point. They want they're going to want to be like, hey, let's see what we've got in this rookie uh, running back that we invested a second round pick in. I understand that. I don't I don't know why it's it's got to be this week, right? Like I it it wouldn't make any sense anymore, especially because now finally the running game is getting some media hype. The magic's worn off with the Tampa Bay Bucks a little bit. They saw they were exposed a little bit. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, media really jumped on. Well, there's no running game, so you can't blame Fitzpatrick completely when he goes a little off the rails here they need to figure out what ronald jones can do like if he can be a playmaker in the running game this offense could be dangerous yeah yes i know he can't catch but you have jaquiz rogers you could work jaquiz rogers in to catch the football if you really needed to yeah let's see what jones can do on first and second down um you know so but i was a big ronald jones fan he did not he did everything but uh (laughs) promise on that hype and so uh, for me, I, I'm excited to see what he can do just to see how he would turn that around. Right. On the other side of the ball, Johnny, speaking of a guy I'm really excited to play, it would be Allen Robinson. If you look at the fact that, tu- you know, the last three games, the three games of the season, Tampa Bay has allowed a touchdown to Antonio Brown, Aguilar, and Michael Thomas in the first three weeks. Get Allen Robinson in your lineup. He's a good as bad as any to score this week because Tampa Bay cannot stop the pass. On well, the even, other side even, of that, yeah. sorry, real quick, Travis. This is to me another semi buy low, right? Because yeah. quietly, Allen Robinson he had the bad game. He had the bad game. Quietly, Allen Robinson has been pretty solid through the. Yeah. First, I mean, other than the last game, and he's getting the targets. Like he is definitely Mitch Trubisky's favorite target by far. We we both thought it was going to be Trey Burton, which we'll talk about in a second. But it's definitely Allen Robinson. He's his first option, his second option, and then he's got you know Trey Burton or or Jordan Howard as his third option. But I love Allen Robinson um, and what he's doing over there in Chicago. Yeah, Allen Robinson, especially this week, is a good guy. Another guy in their offense to stash maybe is Taylor Gabriel. Yeah. You look at Allen Robinson's targets at 28. Taylor Gabriel has had 22. Now he has a much smaller yard per reception. But it's a guy you can stash in deeper leagues for mm-hmm. sure. Uh, I look at Trey Burton is a go because we're <laughs> yeah it's a it's we've a, had this starting is... tight it's the defense like we've had starting tight end numbers from every single opponent that Buccaneers have faced this year. And you look yeah. at Vance McDonald. I mean, he just put Chris Conti's soul into the center of the earth you, by stiff arming him straight into the ground. Did you like, hear what he said after the, the game? game? Yes, dude, I did. He was, I wanted to inflict as much pain as possible on him. <laughs> it was like, like Jesus brutal. Christ. Like, he straight punched him to the core of the earth, dude. Like, it was into like, another galaxy. I was trying I was to like, punch him through the temple. Like, oh, my God. Oh. It was like the last scene of a flipping Mortal Kombat game. <laughs> like, finish him. Right? Finish like, him. Ah, that, was, that was yeah. Anyways. But yeah, fire up Trey Burton. Maybe we'll get another six stiff arm. This game. <laughs> yeah, hopefully. Uh, so Jordan Howard last two weeks have not been great for efficiency. And I don't particularly like the Tampa Bay matchup because they are such a pass funnel defense. The run defense actually looks a lot better. But mm. this guy's coming off 26 carries. We've talked about this before. He's in the top five as far as rushes 
or rushing attempts in the NFL this year. Fire up Jordan Howard until told otherwise or until yeah. he, those rushes go down because the volume is eventually going to turn his efficiency around. And you know what I'd like to see? And we talked about this in the offseason. And Nagy was supposed to run a lot more of the shotgun. I haven't seen it a lot this year. And that is where Jordan Howard actually runs the best is out of the shotgun. He averages close to six yards per carry on his career. Mm-hmm. Why aren't they running out of the shotgun more? I just... I don't get it. So hopefully we see more of that. Well, some of the play calling has just been suspicious, right? In the beginning, the the, the first half of all games, they've looked great. But then it's like all of a sudden after halftime, it's like they forget. You can tell you can tell he came from Andy Reid, right? Because he he forgets his play call sheet a little bit. He he gets a little weird with it. Cute sometimes. So definitely great, great little nugget there. All right, so the next game we got on the docket, Johnny, this is, is this the is Dolphins, the, last the undefeated. Game. Last game. Oh yeah, this is our last episode. game for the episode. Uh, the undefeated Miami Dolphins go to Foxborough to play the pissed off Patriots, who just got beat by their former defensive coordinator Matt Patricia. I don't want to be the well, Dolphins, dude. Not only did they I do get, not, not only the did they get beat, Travis, they got whooped on. Oh yeah. That I mean, they're, they, it was in typical Belichick fashion, too, because what do they always say about Belichick, which I think is such a stupid thing that they say all the time? But he takes away your best weapon. Yeah. He always just takes away your best. Yeah. Well, that's what yeah. everybody's trying to do, dude. Like, <laughs> yeah, right. It's not like he does yeah. it. Like he invented I'm going to take away your worst weapon. That's my coaching <laughs> yeah. philosophy. That's my, you're going to have to beat me with Gronk. Yeah. Like, of course <laughs> they're going to beat you with Gronk. So, but in typical patriot fashion patricia had a plan for gronk they came in and beat the patriots and now the dolphins the poor dolphins have to go to foxborough and play the patriots but i will say this dolphins have played the patriots tough over the last few years this is true so it'll be interesting to see it is in foxborough though i have a couple things to say about the dolphins backfield johnny all right let's hear him big travi what the f man you mean what the the yes Dude, I want to know what's going on because last week they combined for like 12 carries. Dude. I don't get it, man. I I don't get it. Kenyon Drake is so much better than Frank Gore. And it's, it's they, just, and they need to give him it's the ball. Nine, even th- this is when you know it's sad and that you know it's true because Frank Gore is coming out himself and saying Kenyon Drake looks like an awesome running back. Yeah. Like, you know, okay, like why don't the coaches listen to their player? I don't it's understand like, it. That guy's really good. <laughs> yeah. Oh, like sitting in the bus. He's just like, yeah, that guy's really good right over there. You know, it's just like, yeah, I, don't I don't understand it. it. But when I look at this off, when I just think about this team, it's just like they're so under the radar that it's like I just find myself looking at the scores and like reviewing some of the tape and being like, eh. You know, I'm not. Yeah, they're three and zero, but are they really three and zero? And I feel like that's what a lot of people are saying right now when they look at this team. You have you have Kenny Stills, and uh, you're definitely rolling him out. I feel pretty confident in that one. But the other one, Travis, that you know, there's been getting a lot of hype because of the way that they've been using him, and that's Danny Amendola. What's your confidence? Are you just is he just a stash guy for now? Uh, you know, maybe he might turn into something fantasy relevant. Are you not even worried about him at all? What's your status with it? No, Did, actually, the guy I want to look at uh, is really? Jakeem Grant for the it's, Dolphins it's, it's because stud he's muffin. stud <laughs> muffin, dude. He's been looking good and they've um, They've it's like they game plan for him, similar to Tyreek Hill. Mm-hmm. They've brought him in on special plays. They they've got plans for him, and so I'd really like to stash him and see if he becomes more than a gadget. Yeah, I think he'll probably only be a gadget for them, um, based on some of their other weapons there. I just don't see he carves out a role similar to Tyreek Hill. I don't know yeah. if he's that gifted, uh, but that's the thing um, for me is Jakeem Grant stash him, see if he can become something greater because the upside is definitely there with him. For me, I don't have anybody in Miami, um, you know, maybe a Kenny Stills flex start, maybe the Amendola flex start. You could yeah. play the revenge game narrative based on volume. I just don't know if we're ever going to know which wide receiver is going to pop off for Miami. Right. And so that's what makes it hard here. Mm-hmm. Um, on the flip side, I'm very interested to see, you know, Josh McDaniels came out and said that he has no concerns with Josh Gordon picking up the playbook. Yeah. How involved is he going to be this week? 
You know, I bought, I put them in for about 10% market share of the targets for this year in my rankings. I just don't buy that he's going to come in and be a significant, huge part of this. Yeah. I, Travis, to be honest with you, I haven't ranked Josh Gordon yet because I'm not 100% sure. At, it, it, no one really knows how severe this injury was or if it was real or right. if it was fake. So I am I'm a little hesitant on on ranking him at the moment. Uh, certainly, I will. I am very intrigued by this because I'm excited. Like I want Flash to succeed, right? Like this is an underdog story. We we love this as just as a nation of America. We love the underdog story. And so, what better way? You know, if there's one place where Flash could get right, it's in New England. So it will be interesting. I would I would say and I would second your 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 stance on if he plays, I would give him around a 10% market share. I don't think he would play the full playbook. I think he would play a decent amount of snaps and he would get, you know, 5 to 7 8 targets uh somewhere around there. Travis, the guy I'm really concerned about and I actually want to I want to know, would you drop him is Chris Hogan. Like this guy was so intrigued coming into or intriguing coming into this season. Everyone was like, oh, he's going to be, you know, the guy to own at least until Julian Edelman comes back. And he has done literally nothing. Now, I'm not dropping Chris Hogan yet, and I'll tell you why. When Edelman was part of the offense and Gronk was part of the offense and even uh, Hogan was part of the offense, Hogan tied red zone targets with Gronk. So he was still active in the red zone. Now, I think with Josh Gordon there, that could go away. But I'm stashing Hogan based on the other weapons coming to life and seeing what that does for Hogan. His nickname is 7-Eleven, always open, yeah. because of his ability to slip behind defenses. I think part of that is because other weapons get focused. So I'm not dropping Hogan just yet. I want to see how he gets worked in with the rest of the offense. How are you feeling, though, about the guy throwing the ball to him? Father time himself, Tom Brady... What's going on? Are you are you good with him rest of season? Are you good with him because the weapons are coming back? Uh, what's your thought process on that? I'm a little bit concerned, right? Um, the if you look at Tom Brady's stats, he always he usually always starts off very strong. He averages about 25 fantasy points a game through the first four weeks of a season. It's the end of the season where he drops off. And he gets down to 15 fantasy points, which is why we were arguing coming into the into this year that we weren't willing to spend the high draft pick on Tom Brady this year. And right. we're kind of seeing that. And I am I am concerned. It's more than just a smidget. Uh, of course, I, I do think a lot. And of he it statistically a, falls off at the end of the year over right. time like that. That yeah. usually happens yeah. as the weather turns. They lean on the run more. Mm -hmm. Um I could see this be a situation where if you can get any kind of value, which is hard to do for a quarterback, but because Brady is who he is, yeah, I might be value. moving Brady. Yeah. I might be moving Brady just – and maybe wait a week or two till these weapons get back. He pops yeah. and then sell them because I think it Brady, might be yeah. better. It might be more beneficial. I will say that they play at Miami and Pittsburgh, okay. I think, oh, okay. twice in the playoffs. So those, so be mindful of that. If you're not getting a guy with a stellar uh, schedule as well – yeah. Then maybe not, but uh, yeah, I would be looking to move Brady. Uh, I I'm not as confident. So so just a couple of guys. Just just a name, a quick name game here. Uh, Ryan, uh, Matt Ryan or Tom Brady? Matt Ryan, hands down. We are we. I was I couldn't be more wrong on Matt Ryan for yeah. the rest of this year. If you saw that. our Instagram account, you saw we put out a video on Matty Ice, basically just alluding to that. The fact that his defense is decimated. We'll get into that. In a couple games, yeah, Matt Ryan. Yeah, okay, uh, and then we'll just follow up one more. Um, Russell Wilson or Tom Brady? Russell Wilson, just because of the rushing. Oh, the rushing, yeah. Okay, and then Jared Goff. Well, I would never mind. Ooh, that, that's you know what, Jared Goff. I mean, I have call a me crazy. Right that's that's interesting because don't look now, but Goff's in the top twelve. And here's here's my thinking. If Peters and Tlaib, like if Peters is down for an extended period of time too, the Rams could be throwing a whole yeah, lot more. That's a very valid point. So I was actually thinking about Goff today, and Goff might be a guy you could stash if you're having, like if you have a Watson or a Wilson where you invested highly in these guys, but they're not performing up to their par in times. 
Goff's an interesting guy to look at because yeah. got all the, he's got all the weapons in the world. They have a great offensive mind, and now the defensive secondary is susceptible. Yeah. Could be in a lot of shootouts this year. All right. I like the analysis. All right. We're going to move on. We lied. That wasn't the last game that we're talking about. We're, <laughs> we're giving you bonus. Yeah, this is bonus information here. <laughs> bonus material with the Lions. You know, like the- when you... In Mario, you'd jump down in the tube. Oh, yeah. You'd go into the secret room and you have all the coins. coins. Yeah, exactly. This is, the, this is the room with the coins, bro. Yeah, love that area. Yeah. All right, <laughs> so we got the, the Lions at the Cowboys. This is a 43.5 point over under. Travis, Dallas is actually favored by three in this game. I just want to start this like This is why we – a lot of people are asking us, why are we so high on Matthew Stafford this year? And the major reason is they have yet to be favored in a single game. And so Matt Stafford is I like going them to, be, to win this game. I do like them to win this game. I like I, Detroit I, to win this game. Especially if Sean Lee is out. Shout out shout out to my bookie. <laughs> shout uh, out to my bookie. I, I, um but yeah. you know, it's Stafford's gonna be throwing the ball a lot. I do like the emergence of Carry on Johnson. Travis talk to me about Carry on Johnson. Uh is he now a surefire starter are you confident i think they gotta see that like eric blunt is just not doing it for their offense man i don't get it and like i hate to wish for injury but i just kind of hope that i had Dude, hoped wish- that like Le- blunt got dinged up not that he got hurt but he was just like ah it's not worth it anymore and maybe he would retire because like dude carry on johnson is so good oh man he's, he's just so crisp with the ball in his oh, hands he looks he catches so good. the ball he could basically eliminate Theo Riddick and Laguerre Blunt in one swoop. But Jim Bob Cooter could leave him on the field and uh, and really mess with defenses. And they finally got a hundred yard rusher. Like, what don't they see here? I gotta feel, I gotta feel like he's gonna take over more to 60, yeah. 60 range, sixty percent of the market share uh, as far as in that running backfield. And if he doesn't, then it's like it's gonna be one of those frustrating things for a couple more weeks. I but might, he is on be, the way. I might be trying. It's going to be hard. Yeah, I don't. Trying to go listen, and get him. If because, people were patient enough and they've been listening to yeah. Fantasy Whispers, they know that Carrion Johnson's the real deal. They know it yeah. was a matter of time. It was a matter of if, not when. Right. Um, or I'm, a matter of when, not if. Yeah. Uh, he would get the chance. So. All right. When you're looking at these three wide receivers, are you rolling all three out? Oh yeah. yeah. Uh, until further notice with the Cowboys or with the with the Lions, all these guys are going to start. They're all probably going to be top 30 wide receivers by the end of the year. Uh this is why we like Stafford so much every week. I did downgrade him a bit this week and it's not because of Stafford. I just don't think I think the wide receivers will be fine this week. I'm a little down on Stafford and that's because Dallas plays this slow. They remind me of the Spurs, dude. They play this slow, boring style of football. Where it's just run and it's you know a little yeah. you know defense. They take their time with the clock. They really want to play keep away, and that tends to bring down the total plays for the other team. So don't expect the Lions to get out there and throw forty-five plus times like they did in Week One and Two. What we're seeing is that Detroit is kind of starting to get their defense together. We assume they're so bad because of that Week One start against the Jets. They actually got after Garoppolo pretty well in the back half of the San Francisco game, and we saw what they did to the Patriots. So not only do I think that this will be a slower-paced game, but I think that the Detroit Lions are a sneaky streaming option Mm -hmm. because Dallas has been within the top 10 as far as points that they allow to opposing defenses and special teams. So definitely if you're in the mood to stream a defense this week, look at Detroit. I suggested Seattle last week against the Cowboys in Seattle, and you know Seattle put up 15 points against the Cowboys in most standard or in most formats. So, All right. Zeke, you're rolling out. You're not rolling yeah, out no any other options. Uh, for Roll out, no doubt. Right. All right. Last. This is the last Ooh, game. I'm that excited about this about, one. About that we're going to talk about today on, on today's episode, and that is the Cincinnati Bengals at the Atlanta Falcons. This game is a big 51.5 over under in Vegas. The favorite is Atlanta by five. Travis. We talked on the last show how concerned we were with A.J. Green. It's it's looking like they're saying he's going to give it a go. He's saying he's going to give it a go. But what's your confidence level that he's going to be able to return some kind of value? 
I don't know, man. Groin, groins are tricky. They're kind of like hamstrings. It's not oh. easy to put everything you have on them. Right. And once it goes, um, so it's, it's, it's back to it's square done. one. It's back yeah, to square it's one. Done. So we'll see what happens. I really like Tyler Boyd. He, yeah. has, Regardless of what goes on with A.J. Green, he's been really good. He's been reliable for Andy Dalton. He exploded last week. He has looked good. So if you picked him up on the waiver, if you picked him up the week before, you should roll out Boyd, especially in this matchup. The high over under and the Atlanta Falcons have just been continued to get injured on their defense, and they are now allowing the fifth most pass plays in the NFL on this young season. Mm -hmm. So and they just lost their strong safety. It's to, yeah, to, add, to add injury to insult there. Yeah, they just continue to get torched, and I expect, and this is part of the reason why we love yep. Matty Ice mm -hmm. coming. You know, we didn't love him coming into the year because the defense was healthy. We love him a lot more now that this defense is getting depleted. He seems to be locked in as a QB one. Anybody mm -hmm. else on Cincy that you like? I actually was looking at Tyler Eifert this week as a streaming option. He got Tell a lot of targets in the last game. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it again, you like the targets. There is a concern, just like any other tight end, that they're just one week they're boom and yeah. the next week they're bust. But, I mean, we've seen this. He's before. trending in the right direction he is, at least. He is, yeah. And he has that history with Dalton. So, for me, I'm picking him up here. Like, I have Reed in one league. And so if you're a read owner and you're looking for a replacement, Eifert's a good guy. There's plenty of options on tight end. Any, any one guy can do it. Right. The, he's as good as any in a high over under. I really want you to give the people your take on Calvin Ridley, Johnny. He has now exploded. His snap count has gone up each week. What are you, what are you, what are you feeling? Is this real? Um, I, I think it is. And I was battling this debate in my own head yesterday, Travis, when I was trying to put in my scary waivers. place, and yeah, <laughs> when, scary place yeah. battling in your own. Head. Well, when you're thinking about how much uh, fob you should be put placing down on a player, <laughs> yes, it is terrifying because yes. you don't want to overpay. But you're like, oh, would I pay one more dollar if I found out, you know, that the person bid one more dollar? Would I put that down? <laughs> and so I couldn't Dementally. justify it to myself to pay over twenty dollars or twenty fob. And what do you know, Travis, he went for over double that. So I was like, yeah, at that point, there's no way I'm getting him. But I do think that he's going to be a good wide receiver. Do I think he's going to have a game like he had last week again? Probably not. Uh, but will he be a solid wide receiver too the rest of the year? I think he can be. I think that's a very logical explanation of how their offenses ran because you, you have Julio Jones over there who's going to take double coverage. It's just because he's so talented. So that leaves – they do a three-wide receiver set uh, uh, pretty significantly. And so that leaves Calvin Ridley one-on-one -on -one most of the time. And so I do think that he will be a viable fantasy player throughout this entire year. Do you agree with that? Okay. I think he'll have games. I think – he may regress to the mean a little bit here. And the only reason I say that is, is um, when we saw Matt Ryan's MVP year, we saw Julio have a big year, his biggest touchdown year. We saw Muhammad other, Sanu. we saw Sanu, but he was never a top 30 wide receiver by the end of the year. He was, he was still only in the 50 to 40 or 40 to 50 range. And Taylor Gabriel was a little bit higher than that. And so for me, I thought, you know, in my head, I thought, oh, Sanu had a big year that year. I look back. Yeah. He really didn't have that big of a year okay, when you look at it. That is surprising because I, I just yeah, remember Yeah, because in your mind, solid. you're like, yeah. oh, my God, yes, they were solid. It was really what this did for Julio. And so for me, I actually kind of look at it as a benefit for Julio. I think Ridley is actually a more talented wide receiver than Muhammad Sanu. So, so there's a, real I quick. think there's a chance that he breaks top 30, top 25, yeah. and, that, and, I, and that's based on talent. Okay, so because I was so about to say what what you were just telling me through stats is that you set me up for a huge trap. That's what you were selling. You're, <laughs> no, I actually like I like Ridley. I think it's semi real. I think the other difference between this and the MVP year is only one of the backs is healthy, so they're not going to be throwing to the backs quite as much. And Sarkeesian still hasn't thrown to the backs the way Shanahan right, did. Yeah. So that's another part of this is more of the target market share is going to go to Ridley, who runs these underneath routes, who's a slot right wide receiver. For me, 
I think this is good for Ridley, Julio, and Matt Ryan, and I think that's about it. But I'm excited for this game. I'm excited to see what Julio and Ridley can do as an encore because Julio, listen, Matt, Matt Ryan and Julio have left a lot on the bone together because a lot of meat has been left there because Matt Ryan has missed Julio on a lot of deep routes that Julio has just dusted corners on. Yeah. So I'm excited to see how, how this all plays out. All right, Travis, anything else you want to add with this game? Before That's we it, brother. You? All right. Thank you guys so much for, for tuning into today's show. If you want more fantasy football content, the show wasn't enough for you. Head on over to YouTube. We've got a ton of more fantasy football content up there, as well as check out our website, thefantasywhispers.com. We've got rankings. We've got articles. Travis does his sits and starts. So definitely check that out, as well as make sure you follow us on all social media platforms. We're consistently posting up the latest information, who's in, who's out, things like that. And you can always, Travis, let them know where they can find our podcast. That's right. You can get it at Apple iTunes or Google Play. You can get it on Stitcher. And you can also go to YouTube because we put all of our podcasts up there. We put all of our little video shorts up there, our perspectives, our buy low, sell high segments. They're all up on YouTube. So check it out. We love you, Whisper Nation. All right. Until next time, that's Big Travi. I'm Johnny Game Time Hicks, and we're out. Peace. Peace. Thank you for listening to the Fantasy Whisperers podcast. You can hear more from John and Travis on Google Play, SoundCloud, and iTunes. You can also follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at TF Whisperers. Boom. Uh, let me see.